0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Welcome to the Water Cooler, everybody. Thanks for being here. Happy Friday. It's March 5th, 2021. And here's what's going to happen in the next 24 hours, all right? Democrats in the Senate are going to push through this COVID economic stimulus bill. That's the way it is playing out, at least at this point. Vice President Kamala Harris in the chair. Democrats were able to break a tie and move the legislation forward toward one final debate. And that debate is today. Lots of amendments are going to be offered to possibly get that $1.9 trillion price tag down a little. But hey, let's be perfectly clear, all right? This is going to be a huge bill, no matter how you slice it. And there's really nothing Republicans can do about it because Democrats decided to push this whole thing through on budget reconciliation rules. That means they only need 50 votes, not 60. And at this point, unless there's a Joe Manchin or a Kirsten Cinema out there that's going to pull a last-second shocker, we don't think that's going to happen, by the way, This bill is going to pass the Senate this weekend. It has already passed in the House, so what happens is a little schoolhouse rock. They're going to merge the bills. They'll get a final passage in both chambers, and it'll go to President Biden, providing he's awake and not napping at the time. He will then give his signature. Also today on the show, Donald Trump and the future of the Republican Party. How do Republicans stick together during this period of time in the wilderness? We'll get some answers from the always informative and entertaining diamond and silk. They will be here. And free speech in America. If you're a conservative, look, this is you. You're asking, where's it gone? Well, I can tell you one place where it doesn't exist. Have you looked at H.R. 1? That's the huge bill that Democrats just passed in the House. Not only does it federalize elections in America, it also cracks down on free speech. Nonprofit groups are not happy about it. And we're going to expose what is happening about all of that today on the show. But first, the COVID stimulus bill, it's over 600 pages long. Much of it doesn't even address COVID at all, by the way. Just a lot of money that is supposedly going to stimulate the economy. Now, Senator Ron Johnson, (laughs) he wanted to slow down the process and the actual ultimate vote. So he decided to have the Senate clerk literally read every single word of the 628-page bill on the Senate floor, 10 hours long. That's entertainment, folks. Riveting stuff. So here you go. We want to play a little bit of this scintillating, nerdy, political, geeky drama on the Senate floor.
2: Subtitle B, Housing Provisions, Section 3201, Emergency Rental Assistance, A, Funding. One, appropriation. In addition to amounts otherwise available, there is appropriated to the Secretary of the Treasury for fiscal year 2021. Out of any money in the Treasury, not otherwise appropriated, 21 million trillion, $21 billion, $550 million, to remain available until September 30, 2027 for making a pay.
1: <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. That was riveting television. Thank you very much. Uh, she needs an award, maybe an Oscar and Emmy for that. That's good stuff. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer was none too pleased, by the way, with Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, who obviously had the clerk read the whole bill. Listen to Schumer's sarcasm in his voice here.
2: Thank you, thank you for your efforts yesterday and every day. And as for our friend from Wisconsin, I hope he enjoyed his Thursday evening.
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right, meanwhile, the bill is being debated and amended. Uh, I want you to listen to Senator Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders from Brooklyn, uh, Vermont, but let's be honest, Brooklyn, all right? Anyhow, he was on the Senate floor today. Of course, he supports the bill, but listen closely to his words. The socialist manifesto government knows best mentality oozing throughout this speech. Take a look.
3: Legislation is the most consequential and significant legislation for working families that Congress has debated for many, many decades. Now, why is that? And the answer is that, as I think all Americans know, the last year, last year that we have gone through has been in so many ways the very worst year in our lifetimes. That's what it has been. The working families of our country today are hurting in a way that they have not hurt since the Great Depression, and they want their government to hear their pain and come to their aid,
1: and that is... The government needs to come to their aid. Do you hear it? Government saves. God doesn't save, right? Forget God, right? Government is the new God in the Democrat Party. You heard it right there. Look, I don't need a paraphrase. It's pretty much what he's saying. All right. Let's get some perspective on what's happening in the Senate today with our good friend, Dave Bratt, dean of the Liberty University School of Business. Dave, we thank you for being here, sir.
4: Hey, David. Thanks for having me. You're right on target.
1: Yeah. Well, tell me, I mean, what is your overall take on the covid relief bill? Uh, that Democrats are determined to push through here. What's your take, Dave?
4: Yeah, well, it's what what you just said and what Bernie just said. He was actually being very truthful. This is the most consequential legislation for the working family. Uh, But he got it wrong. It's the most consequential legislation for families that are not working because he and the socialists and the Marxists have done everything they can to put Americans out of work. They don't believe in uh, the—their theorist isn't Adam Smith. Their theorist is Karl Marx. They don't want the engine running. And he forgot to mention that the reason your life is so uh, upset right now, there's a cause. It came from China. It's the CCP virus, right? The Communist Party virus that they unleashed on the world. Brother uh, socialist uh, senator forgot what caused our pain. And it is amazing. So you, you start to get a feel for the ruling class, right? This is just two more trillion Toward more government control and if you that's the thesis statement for everything they do look at the bill look where the money goes uh, it doesn't go toward getting the economic engine and the motor running again so you have a healthy economy that's not what they want now you're having an open woke revolt of the fortune 100 and fortune 500 ceos who are all cowards hiding under their desks, just trying to get by and not lose their brand uh, strategically, I think they're making terrible mistakes. Long run, uh, five, ten years from now, I hope we look back and laugh at uh, our our insanity in this period. Yeah. And so, yet yeah, the bill is just one more piece of total government control. Thirty trillion in debt now. We have a hundred trillion in unfunded liabilities, right? Medicare, Social Security, all that. We got seven trillion in funny money coming out of the Federal Reserve system, right? New easy monetary policy. Uh, it's a game to prop up the corpse uh, that the left is setting up. Uh, the the average American is not hard at work, uh, and we need to get them back to work. That's what they want to do. And here's the problem, Dave. Everybody loves free money. It's not free.
1: Yeah. You, talk to me about the not free part, but they think yeah. it's free. people think it's free. Here comes fourteen hundred dollars of a stimulus check into your bank account. We'll direct deposit it for you. We'll take care right. of you. I mean, uh, I mean, I, we can go back to FDR on this, maybe even yeah. further. But talk to me about that yeah. that mentality.
4: Yeah. So uh, what's going on isn't socialism, right? Socialists would be embarrassed by this policy, right? So this is statist capitalism. There are people making money. Big tech, our big six tech firms have a market cap, right, what they're worth, equal to all the European firms combined in every stock market across Europe. So there's tons of money, right? The statist capitalists, if you're up there with the crony people, right, and the Democrat legislators who are propping them up and and running the world right now, and you're no part of it, and they're throwing you a crumb, right? The statist capitalists uh, will be in control unless the American people speak up. And they're going to throw you a thousand dollar crumb and laugh at you that they're getting away with this, right? It's like after the 0708 financial crisis, uh, all the billionaires were enriched themselves as usual, right? They know how to time the markets and uh, get in and get out and have their tax guys uh, make them well off. You can't do any of that. Uh, and no one went to jail after 0708. They're doing it again. And now they're even more emboldened. Now they're cutting off your First Amendment right to speech, and religion, and everything else with it. So, hello, hello, folks. Uh, it's time. It's time to uh, start fighting back or we're going to lose this great country. Let's go. Well, and Dave, you're like a,
1: a dying breed. I don't want to say dying breed, but in a way, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> think about it. I mean, Mitch McConnell is now in the position of he knows he can't stop this bill unless Manchin yeah. or Cinema do something. So so he's in the business at this point of maybe trying to go trying to tinker it down a little bit instead of $400 yeah. unemployment benefits, $300 or yeah this is what it's come to. It's like, oh, we'll try to get it down to $1.8 trillion. Oh, whoop de doo
4: Yeah. No, we're following along. I mean, uh, McCarthy and the head of the House are taking uh, some credit for the good round of elections we had in the House, uh, and they're kind of following the Marxist diversity thing. Uh, We're doing relatively better because we followed the diversity path and chose people from different buckets and whatever. I mean, we're following this this craziness. Uh, We did have great candidates. Uh, But the the fact that we're going along with this labeling thing on the Republican side, instead of just preaching what made us great, right, the Judeo-Christian tradition, the rule of law, free markets, pro-business. And if our leadership would ever message on this, like Trump did, they'd be shocked. They would actually have followers, right, something they don't have at the grassroots level, Mm -hmm. right? So it's going to continue. I was at uh, CPAC. You know, it's still Trump's party. It's like 80 percent Trump party. Uh, the establishment guys are losing ground by the day and uh, any day they want to start leading again uh, on the issues that americans care about that they want to hear about what happened in the last election what about immigration this huge thing coming to the border what about china you won't hear mccarthy silent uh mitch mcconnell silent uh the swamp silent uh two trillion more debt silent nothing on the fiscal impact silent uh, that, that's why the, the populist crew is un, uh, at unrest. They want to hear somebody say something that makes sense uh, to them. And it's, yeah. it, they're not hearing it from our leadership.
1: Dave Bratt, you're absolutely right. And that's exactly why Donald Trump struck a, a chord and a nerve, uh, but but definitely struck a chord with uh, a folks out there because he was yeah. he was like a billionaire who was speaking like a cab driver. And, and in right, other words, right. he, he was relating to the, to the, to the common man. Yep. Fascinating. Yep. All right, Dave Bratt, great to see you, sir. Really appreciate you. You too, David. Great show. Thank you, brother. I right, appreciate it. Thanks. And that was on the record. Madison, we have that on tape from Dave Bratt. He said, great show. Let's put that on the blurb reel for the water cooler. Thank you, Dave Bratt. We really appreciate it. By the way, the minimum wage bill, uh, it was going to be tried to be tucked inside this COVID relief bill. This didn't happen. Eight Democrats actually voted against the $15 minimum wage bill. So that's part of that. All right, back in a moment with Diamond and Silk. I love it.
5: Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes.
0: There really is no place like home.
5: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
1: Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. I don't know about you, but I like popcorn. And if you have some popcorn, I would highly suggest you now pop it Hit pause. I mean, if you're watching on Pluto or Roku, you can hit the pause button. Hit pause. Go pop the popcorn. Come back and... Start munching away, because we've got Diamond and Silk on the show, the co-host of the show, Diamond and Silk Crystal Clear, and we haven't spoken to them since the 2020 election. So as you might imagine, they have a few things on their mind as it relates to Donald Trump, the future of the Republican Party, and those rhinos, those Republicans in name only. I love Diamond and Silk. Let's get to it. Glad you're back on the show.
5: Thank you. Thank you you for for having having us.
1: You always you're talking tandem. I love that. All right, uh, CPAC. I want to get your take. We haven't spoken since uh, Donald Trump did the big speech. And uh, well, what's your take? I mean, he's the kingmaker. He's the kingmaker.
5: Uh, he truly is. Listen, yeah. uh, the speech was phenomenal. I think that listen, it was an uplifter for everybody because we miss him. So very much. Yeah. And I think he should check in with us once a month doing something very huge yeah. where we can see his face and where we can hear him. Because right now with everything that's going on in our country, people don't know how to feel. They don't know how to be. Um, You have the cancel culture. You have the people that's trying to silence people's voices, yeah. don't want them to speak out. on on things that they see. So I think it was a real uplifter seeing him on that stage at CPAC. And
3: we truly do miss our president, President Donald J. Trump.
1: No, for sure. Uh, What's your message to people like uh, Mitch McConnell and Nikki Haley and some other folks that have come out since January 6th and try to distance themselves from Donald Trump? What's the message to those Republicans, ladies?
5: You. Your time is up. That's right. Uh-huh, yeah. The Republican Party is a new and reformed party. It's a party of inclusion, including people that may not look like you. That's and right. And these are leaders that want to continue with the status quo, the grand old party, doing things the same old way. Yeah. Uh, getting the same result. Those days are over with. It was President Donald J. Trump that grew the Republican Party. That's right. He made it where everybody, if you want to come in, you could come into the, Republican Party. So how dare them want to oust him? When you oust him, you
3: oust in the millions of people that he brought to the party. And it also gave us the opportunity just to see how corrupt the Republican Party is. I view them as one thirty bird with two corrupt wings. They no different than Democrats. Both parties are corrupt. But with President Donald Day Trump, he is a person of inclusion. He won't Things for all Americans, no matter the color of your skin. It's not about who's going to side with the good old boy syndrome. This is about us being Americans and what can we do and what can he do to benefit we, the American people.
1: Right. Let me ask you a little bit about uh, obviously Donald Trump in 2024. You'd love to see that. I I get that. So many millions of tens of millions of Americans would. Who else is? uh, On your list, and I don't mean your 2024 list, but who who are you really liking? Who are you digging? I mean, Ron DeSantis seems to be doing well in Florida. Christy Nome, there's some others. Who are some names that that you have really kind of saying, hey, yeah, I'm down with that?
5: Listen, David, I haven't thought about that because we can't move another Uh father until we fix what happened. November 3rd, 2020. That's mm. right. And and, and and I know people want to move it, want to act like that we don't see it, yeah. want to act like it don't exist. Mm. But it do. We're out here on the grounds. We're listening to, to people. people yeah. And people are still
3: upset. That's right. So I can't think about who next. Yeah. Keep in mind that as long as there's corruption in the system, the swamp get to pick and choose who they want in any position. That's right. What we got to do is uproot the fraud and uproot the swamp. We got to get rid of this corruption. How do we recall our government? Because our Constitution is being being null and void here. Our, 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 our the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. How can people have life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness, and you got them locked down? Our our civil liberties is being trampled upon right. here, and we got to get that fixed before we can go another mm-hmm. further. You,
1: you know, you ladies are making a great point, and I think it's underreported. It's sure underreported in the media, but here, here's the truth of the matter. Everybody does talk about 2022 and 2024, and look, listen, Trump's not a sucker. I mean, he's not going to run again in 2024 if they're going to rig, when I say rig, have the same system that is in place uh, where legislator, you know, they're mailing in ballots to everybody. You're sitting in your home eating Doritos, watching Real Housewives, and all of a sudden you yeah. get an application uh, for a mail-in ballot. That th- That is a system that has to change. I would
5: think. It 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 has to change change. if we're going to move forward. Now, it would be really funny, (laughs) and I would be so tickled if President Trump ran for the Senate in 2022, impeached Kamala and and, and Joe Biden, and then went ahead and took the White House again at 2024. You don't think he's going to now,
1: do that, that, that though. You think gonna he's going to do that? Like that? You
5: think he's going to do that? <laughs> you... I don't know, I just, listen, I heard that, and so I'm just repeating what I heard yeah. from somebody that brought it up, like, oh, this is a good idea. That's right. From one, of the, uh, from one just so uh, just yeah. a regular conservative but, that brought it up. But
3: what I see happening right now, Dave, you know, it's a disgrace. It is a disgrace. Our tax dollars pay these people's salary to go up there on Congress on the Hill to work for we, the American people, Mm -hmm. and they're working for their own greed. More COVID money is being sent to foreign countries than taking care of us, we, the American people, right here. You have illegal aliens crossing the border who's tested positive for COVID 19 or the China virus or whatever you want to call it. They tested uh, positive. They are free to roam in our country mm-hmm. freely, but you got average American citizens that don't even have COVID, you got them locked out. Now, what kind of sense does that make?
1: Don't make well, none. Well, Joe Biden, you know, there, there he is. He's doing, I, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, I, it sounds to me like he's he's, uh, he's uh, in public a few hours a day and that's it. I, we don't see
5: him much. Well, well see, this is the thing. Yeah. The American people have to wake up. Yeah. And what we will say is, it is time for us to drop the party affiliation Uh and let's get on the same side. That's right. The party of freedom. Right now, this is about our constitutional rights. This is about our freedom. Because what it seems and appeared to us, that this man is trying to usher in socialism and turn this place into some hardcore communism. communism. If we're not careful, it's time for the American people to wake up. And then you're going to have to stand up And make your voices heard and not coward or act like sheep being led to slaughter. That's Mm. right.
1: Diamond and Silk. How do you really feel exactly? You know, you got to work. You guys are, you know, your ladies are introverts. You realize you've been told that, I'm sure. No, yeah. (laughs) Y'all are great. (laughs) Thank you so much. All the best. Have a great weekend, both of you.
5: Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you. Diamond and Silk here on the water cooler. I could listen to them all day. I mean, think about it. Who would you rather listen to? Diamond and Silk or like a loop? Of Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Joe Biden. Wah, wah, wah. No, I'll take Diamond and Silk in the popcorn. All right, coming up, Kristen Hawkins, President of Students for Life of America. She's talking about HR1. We talked a lot about it in terms of what it'll do to federalizing elections. What about free speech? Problems ahead.
6: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you.
1: Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Hope you are well. Uh, H.R. 1, we've been talking about it all week. It has passed the House of Representatives. Eventually, it'll kind of make its way over to the Senate. Uh, H.R. 1, uh, there's a reason it's called H.R. 1, because it is the number one priority for Democrats, which is federalizing elections Uh, clamping down on some free speech issues, which we're going to get to in a moment, Uh, and and a whole bunch of other issues uh, as it relates to dark money, as they call it. And uh, anyhow, campaign finance reform, redistricting. My goodness, the whole enchilada. Nancy Pelosi is smiling like you wouldn't believe after that thing passed. Uh, the problem is she might uh, not be smiling after it probably doesn't pass the Senate, but we can get into that in a moment. Let's bring in uh, Kristen Hawkins, president of Students for Life of America. Kristen, always great to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. Great to see you. Thanks for having me today. Well, let's talk about H.R. 1 because we have talked a lot about we had Jenna Ellis on the show yesterday talking about the federalizing of elections. And there's I mean, we can go on for days talking about that, but we really haven't touched much on the nonprofit issue, the free speech issue. That's something uh, that you're very concerned about. That is also in this bill. And it's a big part of this bill. Uh, Explain a little bit about what's tucked inside H.R. 1 that has you very concerned.
6: Yeah, I mean, really, this bill should be called the bully bill. That's exactly what this is. It will um, limit what nonprofits like Students for Life and Students for Life Action can say if we can even utter the name of an elected official is actually a matter of contention if this bill is passed and signed into law. Um, It's uh, one of the biggest concerns that we have beyond limiting just what we can say, it actually can put our our supporters at risk Um, because this may make it so that they can create a national database of folks who support organizations like ours, which will subject. Uh, those who support pro-life organizations or causes that may, you know, have the woke left cancel culture up in arms, um, subject them to attack. We've seen this in California. There is actual a lawsuit happening right now against Javier Becerra when he was Attorney General of California, where California is forcing nonprofits to disclose their donors. And some of these conservative donors have actually been threatened, they've been harmed because their name was leaked to Everyone and who they support, and so this is this is something that every American, if, if you're not up in arms about what it does to federalize our elections, ensuring we never have a free and fair election again, uh, if you support any nonprofit organization, you should be extremely concerned because your name will be associated with any group that you support.
1: Well, see, all right, so that's interesting. So you're saying that this bill, and I've looked at the bill, so you're saying that because it requires what nonprofits to, in essence, uh, disclose some of what the top donors I mean or how does this work exactly in other words some of this information would be able to get out there because it has to be on some sort of disclaimer notice or an an ad that's put out there something like that
6: yeah this will be public information and there's different ways that you know the legal experts are saying it could go depending on how it gets implemented depending on what Mm -hmm. the government entities then do after the bill is signed into law but it will force us if we choose to talk about politics to tell people people what's happening on Capitol Hill to disclose the names of our supporters. And as we have a very good and frightening case study out of California that's still happening today where donors had to be disclosed to the, the California Attorney General. And then suddenly those supporters were leaked. By someone in the attorney general's office to the press. Um, no investigation, nothing happened, but we know those supporters, those conservatives in California were targeted for harassment, um, and that's exactly what they're hoping to do here. This is a cancel culture bill. They want to scare conservatives into not supporting conservative organizations, to stay home, you know, close down our churches, tell us we can't go to church, tell us we can't support organizations that we are so proud to be a part of that serve our communities and advance the human rights, um, that's what they want to do. They just want us to sit down and shut up.
1: Yeah, and Kristen, you're in a, you're in a very, very important uh, role, and especially in a time in America now with, the, with younger folks, I mean, with the students and, and where this country is going. Can, can you talk a little bit to, to some of either the concerns or, or what, what you want to tell younger folks, especially in that age where they're, they're very susceptible to, if they're not doing their homework, they might not understand what's at stake and, and how they can mm-hmm. navigate those treacherous waters ahead on free speech and, and other issues too.
6: Well, I think you have to be um, of the mind to research everything Mm. and to, to get the facts for yourself, go to Google and type in what you're hearing and the rhetoric, especially if you're watching CNN or MSNBC, type in the information and you will find a wealth of facts and knowledge at your disposal. I mean, that's what is so exciting about when we talk about abortion on college and high school campuses, you know the truth is out there. The question is, are you willing to accept it? Are you willing to go and, you know, rise above the rhetoric that you hear? And and that is why, so, you know, everything that we're hearing and seeing coming down from the Democrats in D.C. right now is so frightening because we're talking about cancel culture of everything we believe in and, um, you know, attacking our organization, attacking our our very movement, our pro-life movement, um, you know, from Facebook banning our ads, you know, Twitter censoring, posts Uh, same thing with Instagram you know the taking down the hacking of parlor now you have HR1 I mean their entire agenda is really to silence conservatives to silence Christians to silence pro-lifers if they disagree with you they want you silenced and they feel like they have that moral high ground to do that and they don't, and they're just wrong. So you actually have to be the one to educate yourself because if we can't get information out to you, if we're being banned or suppressed on Facebook and Instagram, you're going to have to be the one to do this research for yourself, which is, by the way, why your show is so important.
1: I appreciate that. 30 seconds or so, Kristen, I've left with you. Have you had instances where you've been either banned or or censored? or What what has happened to you guys? I, I only have 30 seconds. I'm sure you can go longer than that.
6: Oh, yeah. This could be an all day thing. Uh, We are seeing it on campuses. Our lawyers, our nonprofit lawyers at the Alliance Defending Freedom, we're going to be their best friends this year because there's so many cases of campus campus censorship. And it started on campuses and now it's online and it's only going to get worse. Don't think this isn't about you if you've never been censored or tried to be canceled because you will be next.
1: Yeah. Kristen Hawkins, really appreciate your time. I'd love to get you back on the show.
6: Thanks for having
1: me on. Kristen Hawkins, president of Students for Life of America. She's been around a while doing very important work in this country. And free speech under attack in America. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. Hey, liberals, even you would agree. Well, <laughs> maybe you wouldn't agree that free speech is under attack. But you know what? Newsflash: Cancel culture is also coming for you. If you think it's just about conservatives, just wait. We've seen some of that on the liberal side, not much. Anyhow, we got a lot more to talk about on the show. Eric Metaxas uh, coming up. Now, talk about cancel culture. He's been canceled a few times. He's got some certain opinions. and
5: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall.
3: Welcome back
1: to the Water Pool, everybody. Uh, on the show today, we've been talking about HR1 and free speech. And, you know, free speech and cancel culture kind of go hand in hand, unfortunately. Uh, one person who has been deeply affected by a uh, cancel culture. Uh, and if you think about it, free speech as well, is Eric Metaxas. He is the host of the Eric Metaxas radio show. He's been on this program quite a few times. I got to tell you, Facebook, Twitter, they're all after him. Uh, why? Because he believes the, he believed the uh, 2020 election was rigged. He spoke about it. He was uh, forceful about it. A lot of people called him out about it. And then all of a sudden, he kind of had a target on his back from big tech. And it's something we talked to him about uh, previously on the water cooler show we give you kind of a retro look when we talk to him. Back then, have a look. Our next guest, Eric Metaxas, is author of the new book, Fish Out of Water, A Search for the Meaning of Life. And Eric Metaxas joins us now. Eric, congratulations on yet another uh, stirring book because you are just you crank them out, and you crank them out like the best of them.
7: I don't know if I crank them out, but I'm glad it appears that way. Th- this book uh, is very fun to read. Not all my books are necessarily fun to read. This one is a story of my life growing up in the Greek immigrant community in New York and in Danbury, Connecticut. And there are a lot of insanely funny stories, all true. I don't exaggerate. I hate when people like exaggerate to make a story better, but a lot of it is funny. Uh, And uh, then I get into my time at Yale facing the uh, worldview that says, there's no God, there's no meaning, but let's not think about it. Mm -hmm. And then finally, uh, my sort of conversion to uh, the God of the Bible. But I... I think it's a good read. So if anybody's uh, inclined to read something that's, you know, not about current politics, for example, this is supposed to be a good one.
1: Well, Eric, we'll break down that book, I'm sure, in a future segment with you. I want to get to some big tech uh, news. Look, uh, over the weekend, let me uh, show our viewers what you put up uh, in, in a tweet uh, here, If I can just read it as I put on my glasses, as, as age takes a factor here. Uh, you said this, today using my Gmail account, I sent out a link to this new documentary about the election. As a result, Google shut down my entire account. What in the world is Google so afraid of that they would do that? This is a free country, folks. Time to wake up. You're talking about the Mike Lindell uh, absolute proof uh, link there and video. I- explain a little bit about what happened after that and, and how this all kind of ended up becoming?
7: Well, the thing that folks like Google can do, right, because if you have a Gmail account, you think, hey, it's free. It's not free, Uh, because anytime they want, they can shut you down. Now, that is really gross in the United States of America that there are these corporate powers that they choose what you're allowed to say, but they don't tell you about that. They just do it suddenly When you're talking about something that they don't think you should be talking about so for years they let you say whatever you want so mike lindell uh has created a documentary about the election which i actually think is important for americans to watch and to share because if we do not have confidence that our election was everything that it should be we need to know about it we need to fix it we need to take this very Seriously. So, this is not something that I thought, hey, this is interesting. This is actually important. So, I sent it out to my email list. If people go to ericmetaxas.com, you can sign up for my newsletter. Well, I sent it to that list. I said, here it is. Within an hour, my Gmail account, ericmetaxas.com account, was shut down. Wow. All of them were shut down, not just mine, but the folks who work for me. And we, we looked into it. Eventually, they said, oh, oh, it's, uh, it's because the, you know, the what do they call it? The CVS code, whatever, on your, on your credit card because mm-hmm. the building thing was up. and We didn't have that or something like that. And I thought, look, I have had this account for a long time. Yeah. There's never been anything like this. You tell me that instead of calling us or something like that, you just shut it down. And it just coincidentally was an hour after we sent this out. What they're trying to do, folks, is they're trying to send a signal that says, we're watching you. If you put something out that we don't like, we will censor you. I wanna be the first uh, to say, if you think that we should allow this in America, you're a cynical person and you're part of the problem. I wanna say to every American, this is unacceptable. If anyone does anything like this and you don't speak up, you become part of the problem. We have freedom of speech in America. To say whatever we like. You can say stupid things. You can say things people disagree with. Mm-hmm. This is America. And I further want to say that when any corporation does this, when the Bank of America despicably decided to share information with, I would say, people who do not wish us well, okay? Mm-hmm. This people that that put forward this January 6th capital narrative that everybody who voted for Trump is potentially violent and should be arrested. Folks, that's what they do in places like China. We don't do that in America. The fact that the Bank of America went along with this is unbelievable, and if you have any money or do any business with the Bank of America, and you do not take your money out of the Bank of America to send them a message, if you do not send them an email or a letter Sending them a message, folks, you will have yourself to blame when this gets worse. When somebody does something like that and we as Americans don't respond, they're making a lot of money off of us. I'm not just talking about the Bank of America, but any company Mm -hmm. that does this kind of thing, that wants to silence their opponents. Coles did it, Bed Bath & Beyond did it to Mike Lindell. You've got to let them know in America, you will pay a price if you do this. And they had better pay a price. But it's up to you, folks to send the message.
1: Eric, I got about a minute or so uh, left for this response. I'm curious as to historically uh, how concerned you are about where this potentially could go. I, I mean, I'm starting to think Stalin. I'm starting to think Nazi Germany. I'm starting to think, you know, exactly. we've seen this even, play out. Go ahead. About
7: that, even if you're thinking about that, we should just be jumping up and down the fact that we would even be thinking right. that we could be in that direction in america but i think a lot of people are asleep at the wheel and they think like yeah things have been great it's going to work itself out folks no my parents and i write about this in my book fish out of water my parents grew up in, in europe they know how bad it can get they know that the worst it's ever been in america is a walk in the park compared to the way things can go when you allow government to begin to take over my parents taught me this from when i was a kid i know it and I want to say it to my fellow Americans, you need to speak up. When people do this kind of stuff, you need to say, not in America, not as long as I have a voice. It's very important. We all have a duty. If you don't do your duty on this score, you are not keeping the Republic, and we each have a job to keep the Republic.
1: Eric Metaxas on the water cooler, he's exactly right. Biden's administration, big story, yes. Donald Trump, the future of the Republican Party, he's the kingmaker, big story? Yes, biggest story of them all, conservatives, free speech, censorship, it is a major problem in America, number one story. Back in a moment.
2: Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
1: Uh, I've got some things to say, and it's all based off of something that we have every single day on this show. Should we sing it together? Sing it. Why why are we going to sing this? Let me just say it. It's the poll of the day. The Water Cooler poll of the day. I live for this. Every day I go home and I say, Hey, kids, hey, honey. That's right, I call my wife honey. Is that okay? Is that bad? I say to them, Hey, have you heard about the poll of the day? They say no. And they say, please tell me about it. And I say, okay, here it is. Have big tech companies censored the distribution of political views they don't like? Well, I think this is a pretty simple question. Do you like how I always give my opinion about each poll? 56 say... Yeah. Duh. Can we put duh in there? Why doesn't it just say duh? 19% say no. Really? And 24% say not sure. Who are these people? (laughs) I keep saying that. Madison, every single time we get this 24% or 18% not sure. How are you not sure that there's not, that there's the big tech companies aren't censoring? Conservative opinions, political opinions. Ask Donald Trump. He's off Twitter. And by the way, speaking of Donald Trump and the election and censorship of big big tech and all of that stuff, listen, here's my message to big tech, Okay, There was an election in 2020, and if people think there were some shenanigans going on, if there were problems, if, here I'm going to say the word, if they think it was rigged, why in the world would you censor it? Why? Number one, let me think. Constitution, First Amendment, free speech. So don't censor it to begin with. But even if you disagree with it, why in the world would you censor it? Why is that so harmful to the republic? Let me ask you that. Because here's the question for you: the word "rigged." Okay? doesn't have to do with this whole thing about Joe Biden in a basement pulling wires and connecting that. That's not what we're talking about. No one's talking about Sidney Powell in Venezuela. Look, that that was that was out there. Okay? We're talking about state led. Excuse me, state bureaucrats. In certain cities and states that didn't do their job, that they went ahead and went around the state legislature. You know, when when you have a plan to do that and don't go through the constitutional means as it relates to uh, elections, that word "rigged" can be used. That's what a lot of folks are talking about. So give me a break. And I haven't even gotten to the vaccines. Look, if you're not into the vaccines, all of a sudden Facebook's going to now ban you or censor you or not let you post that? I got, we should have a, a, a pillow set it is for me. Back in a moment.
2: Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. I'm David Brody. It's the end of the show. Hope you're going to have a great weekend. I am. It's COVID. Hey, what am I doing this weekend? I'm going to the grocery store with my wife for a big date night on aisle seven. There's nothing to do. There's still nothing to do. I try to go to a museum. I can't even go to a museum. Uh, I need to move to Texas or Florida or something like that. Anyhow. Whatever. That's my issue. It's a separate segment. Uh, Daniel Payne, though, joins us now, a writer for JustTheNews.com. Daniel, always great to see you, and I mean that authentically, by the way.
0: Jerry, thanks for having me here. I should add that some of us do work the weekend shifts, so this happy weekend thing is, you know, I consider it a microaggression, actually.
1: So. <laughs> microaggression. Well, remember, I'm a distinguished anchor, so we anchors, we take the uh, weekends off, and uh, we pretty much just come in for an hour and read what's on prompter. You know the deal.
0: That's right. Career goals, yeah. yeah. Career
1: goals. <laughs> all right, so uh, now that we've wasted all your time uh, in this segment, t- tell me a little bit about what's going on on JustTheNews.com, because you got a big article up about Joe Biden and COVID.
0: Yeah, so actually we had, a, we had a great article today about uh, this report on an email dump that occurred uh, through a Freedom of Information Act request by the Judicial Watch and the Daily Caller News Foundation. And they received a great trove of emails uh, involving Dr. Fauci, who, of course, is one of Joe Biden's White House uh, uh, coronavirus advisors. And it turns out that Fauci was warned in March of 2020, just as the pandemic is really getting heated up here, mm-hmm. that the widely used PCR tests used to diagnose COVID could carry with them a, a significant risk of false positives. So this is actually something that we've been covering at Just the News pretty extensively for the past year. Turns out Fauci knew about it exactly a year ago. Yeah, well, so that
1: raises a whole host of questions. Uh, I would think the White House is going to have to uh, answer for this uh, to some degree. I mean, not Biden specifically, but, but uh, what was happening
0: exactly? This seems like a trickle, trickle, trickle story. Right. I mean, that's been one of the big questions over the past year, is how much have public officials been aware of this potential problem in these widely used tests? What have they done to address it? You know, the World Health Organization earlier this year actually put out a specific warning saying that healthcare providers need Mm -hmm. to be aware of this issue. They need to account for it. So it has been known for some time, uh, including with Fauci.
1: Daniel Payne, I hope you have a great weekend. Even if you're working the weekend shift, I really do hope you have a great weekend. Thank you, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Daniel Payne here on the show. Hey, uh, really, I do hope you have a great weekend. Uh, On Monday, Congressman Michael Waltz will be here in Madison. Wouldn't it be a great idea if we got him to do the waltz? Like a dance. Like Congressman Michael Waltz doing the waltz? That's great TV. Only on the water cooler. We'll think about it. See ya.